The Nonprofit Happy Hour, a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Rachel Miller Howard. On today's show, we're joined by two members of Liberty Bells Save America, a new organization out to rescue democracy through drag. Kyle Ashby is the executive director, and Madame Dumour is one of the performers. Check out their new Kickstarter campaign that's raising money for their national tour, which will promote voter engagement and create a culture of political empathy. Uh, that was the guess who uh, American woman. You know the 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 image that comes in when we talk about U.S. styled shows, uh, and I know this isn't quite appropriate or quite on point, but is Apocalypse Now. There's a great scene, yeah, uh, where the I think it's the Playboy bunnies are are dancing and things all go helter skelter. Um, we'll explain why we're talking about U.S. O styled shows in a second. This is Phil Bussey. It's the nonprofit happy hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined in the studio uh, by two of the members of Liberty Bells Save America. Kyle Ashby is the executive director and Madame Dumour 
is one of the performers. Welcome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Happy to be here. Liberty Bells Save America are a USO-styled show that is trying to get out the vote. Is that somewhat correct? Yeah, so we're a 501c4 uh, that's dedicated to uh, promoting civic engagement and voter education with the ultimate goal of registering 10,000 new young voters across the U.S. And now there's a lot of different ways that people go around uh, trying to to register voters. Uh, you guys could stand on street corners. Uh, you could go down to Pioneer Square, but you've chosen a different way. Well, first of all, heels. So you know, there's a there's something we have to avoid in terms of bunions and you know corns. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's an important thing to keep in mind and, when working with drag queens. And so I want to talk about heels because we're not talking about the healing process here. We're talking about heels that go high 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 heels that go on your feet, four inches or more at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sparkly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sometimes sparkly it, you know, or patent leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's preferably all, red. There's always a time for matte heels. Uh, why don't each of you uh, describe your favorite outfit? Oh. Uh, oh, favorite outfit. Um. So as as the person, this is Madame Dumore, by the way. I'm kind of the person in the group that's in charge of the overall aesthetic and creating the look. Um, uh, that's really reminiscent of that, that, that 1950s height of USO tour sort of thing. And so we have a couple different aesthetics that, that we're providing, which is that the classic USO look from the Andrews sisters, which is that like three piece military suit with the cute hat and the victory curls, um, which personally to me is my favorite. Cause I love a conservative, but form fitted outfit that gives you what you need, but doesn't give you everything. Um, and then we also have a really fun, razzle-dazzle, sparkly, traditional kind of drag queen superhero look that, 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 that's a part of the whole package. Um, and I feel like uh, that, that for the other girls in the audience, that that is probably um, the, their most favorite because it's also favorable for moving and dancing in. But for me personally, I'm all about that form-fitted, knee-length, pencil skirt, nice, nice tailored like blazer collared shirt and tie yeah i mean i feel like you have to have a a, a balance between patriotic and playful yes mm -hmm. i mean as executive director i prefer like a diaphanous caftan so i can have a healthy breeze around my privates so <laughs> you know just being comfortable while i do this really hard work is really important to me how long have you guys been doing liberty bells save america do you, well, uh, there was a hot tub in Palm Springs over Christmas break uh, where uh, our collective juices, uh, you know, we braised in our collective juices and came up with this idea that I had been working in politics in 10 years. They were all sort of public figures re being re-traumatized in social media over and over again and wanted to feel like they were being productive rather than reactive. And so we came up with this idea of doing voter registration through drag shows. I have a really quick story about that Palm Springs. Um, I was so excited to get home that I busted through the the tarmac terminal before they secured the door for me to leave, and I almost went to jail on Christmas Day. That's mm -hmm. how excited I was about this project to get home and get it started. And 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 so um, we're talking about just just Christmas just passed, so a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, it's really fresh. How many of the Liberty Bells Save America are there? Uh, so there are four, oh, there's five. So there's four core members, and that's Madame Dumore, Pepper Pepper, Carla Rossi, and Hydrangea Stranger. And then their secret leader, their sort of cue, is uh, Portland's own Poison Waters. Excellent. Yeah. Where where have you or where are you going to be performing? 
So we are currently in a fundraising portion of our campaign since we launched in February. Uh, we were pursuing corporate donations because part of our mission is to give local. So we wanted to make this show free for every city we brought it to and then encourage local voters to give to local campaigns rather than federal presidential elections. So part of our messaging is that you're impacted by local politics more than anything else. And so that's where you should have a direct impact with your dollars. Um, corporate donations take a while to get going. Uh, and while we have some promising leads, we are going to push into crowdfunding. So we're going to be launching a Kickstarter. And and, and let's talk a little bit about where you're take, hoping to take the show. Um, so you're saying local politics. I mean, is that we're, we're talking about Portland City Council? Or are we talking about or are we talking about the federal level that um, you're trying to affect? I mean, in, in the reality in American life, the people that have the most influence over our day-to-day -day life is going to be in the local arena, whether it be your city council members, your your county officials. Um, so starting and focusing in on on what, what your day-to-day -day life impact is with the elected officials and, and your civic leaders that are there. And then you can move forward in, in creating, once you create start creating the change at the local level, it starts to filter up upward in a sense um it's not a trickle down it's a trickle up um and so when you get the voices changed at the local level it starts to impact the things at the state level followed by the federal level um and so that's that's really where our focus and impact is uh is is getting getting people to focus in on their daily life and then focus in on the national life and we're going to be we, we hope to take this tour to 20 states 33 cities across the country between july 1st and september 7th we're hitting uh these critical states during their primary season ideally when we can uh espouse the most diverse pool of candidates rather than when it's narrowed down to the ideal candidate for each party because they're going to be very few third-party candidates running. Uh, and so we want to hit uh, 25,000 people in person with our shows and then hopefully register 10,000 of them across the country between the ages of 18 to 30. So we're taking this everywhere from um, across the, the Midwest states uh, to all the New England ones and then down in the Deep South. Um, how do you think this will play in Janesville, Wisconsin? Well, I think there's a lot of opportunity there for us to talk about what you know, what local issues matter to Wisconsinites. Uh, you know, you have a lot of trades that have left that state. Um, you have uh, real big concerns about the quality of car manufacturing and also, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, we have somebody leaving that's really important. I'm a big supporter of Iron Stash, even if the Liberty Bells can't directly support a candidate. Um, and I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, the tide can change really fast and nobody saw that resignation of Paul Ryan coming. And so Wisconsin just became a huge player for changing the electoral map. And I think that's exciting. And I want to go back to saying that, that the, your your goal is 10,000 registered uh, 18 to 30. I think that's always um, surprising when people start paying attention to politics that, I mean, if you really want to get votes, go to the retirement homes, not the colleges. I mean, it's uh, the yes. older the older people become, the more likely they are to vote. And, mm -hmm. and uh, as as uh, passionate and riled up uh, young people can get, just the numbers aren't there to vote. Right. What's give me a sales pitch. I mean, if if, if I'm I'm 18, I'm 19, um, I'm frustrated, but but maybe politics aren't at the center of my being. Right. Absolutely. Well, part of it is that it's a drag show first. Uh, and then political engagement second. So we're meeting 
uh, we're meeting young people, and most of us are still young people. Um, uh, we're meeting young people where they're at in terms of providing something that's obsessed with the fame cycle. So drag queens can make fun of the fact that everyone wants to be everybody wants to be a YouTube star. We also drag queens are allowed to say things normal political organizations aren't able to. We're not going to be sort of a typical political nonprofit where it's very by the book and professional. It's going to be messy. It's going to be funny. It's going to be we're going to conflate people's expectations um, specifically. Like we're going to make fun of the political process. Young people don't trust it even when they're engaged. You know, uh, I have. Um, I have little brothers that are in the Florida school system right now that are riled up because of what happened in Parkland. Uh, but we know that burnout's going to happen as soon as they go to college. You know, they're, they're going to be overwhelmed by the new experiences. They're not going to be staying involved in the campaigns. And so we're coming to them with a really entertaining show that can make them laugh because the majority get their news from comedy. And so we want to be a part of that cycle for them. And, and, uh, Kyle, you said that you'd worked in politics for 10 years. Can you explain what that means? Sure. So I started off as a college rabble rouser. Uh, I helped uh, work with Greenpeace. I helped uh, worked with uh, the HRC and what was called Code Blue, I believe, back in Florida, which is one of the first marriage equality campaigns. Um, I was shifting from being a gay man to a queer person and started getting more concerned about trans rights and the rights of people of color. And so I began to not have an antagonistic, but definitely a strained relationship with more mainstream nonprofits that were doing LGBTQ work. Uh, and so I got into electoral politics in 2008 uh, and then helped in Oregon with the Democratic Party uh, running a couple tri-county races in 2010 with the Tea Party, which we all handily lost. And what if you could travel back in time 10 years ago, what, what advice would you give to yourself in terms of electoral politics and, and uh, winning races? Uh, it would be that you need to meet people where they're at. I think the Democrats were confident that they could secure their base in 2010. And we lost sight of the fact that people really love simple messaging. And Democrats and progressives have never had simple messaging because the world isn't simple. But Republican and conservative messaging certainly is very dialed in. It's consistent. And they also can obfuscate like nobody else. And so Democrats really lost the emotional heart of uh, grassroots organizing in 2010. We lost the, the sort of the will of the people, I would say. And so I tell myself, just have really heart-to-heart -heart conversations. Go slower. Stop trying to get the numbers because you have to build power because you don't have it right now. Uh, you really you, you know your politics. I try to. I mean, and, and I think that that's uh, impressive and, and potentially surprising. I, I think that's one of the things is that uh, to be a, a, a good uh, comedian or a performer uh, is, is to have a good knowledge base. Mm -hmm. But do you find that people are surprised that you uh, – it's a, it's a drag show, it's funny, it's goofy, it's sloppy, like you said, but then you can sit down and you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe about politics. Is that surprising to people? I think that's a question for Daniel, quite frankly. Um, I, I think it is surprising because as a drag entertainer, we've always been the jesters, we've always been um, the minstrel show, we've been the escape, and so we're now marrying that that escapism with a reality that 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 is really powerful. So I think for folks when they have the opportunity to hear, like um, this past Sunday, we had we had a big fundraiser here in Portland. And I think folks were really amazed at the fact that after we started off coming across this typical drag queen, silly, goofy, zany, um, you know, not really on the ball with the topic. And then by the end of the show, they really saw that we were all there, the three entertainers of us on stage, they're invested in what we were doing, being able to speak from the heart and from experience as well as 
and being topical as to what is going on in the country now. Um, and I think that that is the most impactful experience of, of this process so far of being a Liberty Bell. And, I, I, you know, I think people forget that RuPaul famously wore that Confederate flag dress in the 90s that really was evocative and transgressive for people. Uh, if you haven't seen Tu Wong Fu, I recommend watching that beautiful film. Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Um, but drag has always been at the forefront of political dissent. Uh, you know, trans women who identified as drag queens were there at Stonewall. Uh, drag queens have been a part of making fun of the the political theater, as it were, and RuPaul was a big part of that in the 90s and 2000s. And now that RuPaul's Drag Race have put drag back into the forefront of what famous could look like, I think there's an opportunity for drag queens to reclaim political power and say that queer people and especially queer art performers are a part of this fa- this political cycle as well. This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm talking to uh, two of the members of Liberty Bell Save America. Kylie Ashby is the executive director, and Madame Dumour is one of the performers. You guys brought in some music, appropriately we so. We did. I I love this song so much. I remember listening to this song over and over as a kid. It is Sister Suffragette from Mary Poppins, um, done by, oh, you know, I can't remember her name. I just looked it up again this morning. But I absolutely love this number. And it's part of what we think is so funny is uh, this song was so over the top. Uh, it's this, you know, middle-aged white woman who's singing about Sister Suffragette while she's, like, trying to be arm-in-arm arm with her maids. And we think that's something that we're going to be talking about in the show is that we, you know, we have people who are like, oh, voting is the most beautiful thing that you, you can do but there are people who really don't believe that pepper pepper one of the performers in the show is really distrustful of voting is distrustful of the process and actually comes out in our performances uh, that we want to take on tour is the fact that people are insecure that the system even works and so you know we have to balance that fine line the two truths of wanting to be real uh, and meet people where they're at and also engaging the process that we have and trying to marrying the two to make them better for both. And so I think the song is pretty evocative of that because it's a well-to-do white woman who's like, I'm so excited about voting. Um, and yet there are people who are in her employ who are more disenfranchised. We're clearly soldiers in petty coats and dauntless crusaders for women's votes. Though we adore men that as a group they're rather stupid. Mrs. Banks cast off the shackles of yesterday, shoulder to shoulder into the fray. Our daughters' daughters will adore us, and they'll sing in grateful chorus. Well done! Sister Suffragette. Be that as it may, I do not wish to offend, but I... From Kensington to Billingsgate, one hears the restless cries. From every corner of the land, womankind arise! Political equality and equal rights with men. Take heart, for Mrs. Pankhurst has been clapped in irons again! No more the meek and mild subservience we... We're fighting for our rights... Militantly, never you fear. If I may have a word, Mrs. Banks, so cast off the shackles of yesterday and shoulder to shoulder into the fray. Our daughters' daughters will adore us, and they'll sing in grateful chorus. Well done, Banks. What is it, Katie Nana? This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. We're talking to Liberty Bell Save America. Kyle Ashby is executive director, and Madame Dumour is one of the performers. 
let's talk a little bit more about the the songs just so that we can get a a, a bit of sense we talked at the beginning about some of the uh, outfits and costumes what 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 music are we are we stuck in the the Bob Hope nineteen uh, fifties or uh, do you guys bust out of that? Um, so as far as the overall like being a USO show and going back to that like classic nostalgia, um, great America of the nineteen fifties that is uh, is our golden era and fable. You know you had Camelot come along and whatnot. Um, so like part of part of the reason we have that that aesthetic and that that grab is because we realize that that there's a difference between the what what the coastlines might consider liberal and what the interior of the country considers liberal. And so it's really part of it is is being able to meet people where they're at because. Um, if you come from a from a traditionally democratic blue collar working family, you're gonna know what a USO show is. But if you come from a a tech company, you know a Silicon Valley company, you may have never heard of what a USO show is or know what they exist or the history of it. Um, so there is gonna be some of that classic Americana nostalgia, but we also are updating it with clippets of news bits. Um, um, one of our entertainers, Pepper Pepper, um, as well as Hydrangea, are really good at creating mixes, and so there's gonna be mixes of, of of current day news bits that go on um, in in between um, portions of the song, either at the beginning and at the end, bookending or somewhere in the middle, um, that that take the music to a place um, of messaging, whether it be campy and uplifting with these weird bits of news, um, as well as there's going to be modern music because there's a lot of music out there today that is singing the message of of the plight and the pain of of the youth, of the disenfranchised people of color. So there's going to be there's going to be a mix of everything it's not just this strict we're we're really embodying 1950s uso because as we've done our research and we look at what the troops are actually being provided with today it isn't that you know um they have comedians up there that are going up and talking about the process and making fun of the politicians that are sending them to war um you know they have they have the dallas cowboy cheerleaders that are doing a little ditty so um it isn't all that bob hope and and um like uh, what's the word I'm or who are the actresses I'm thinking Greta Garbo and and the in the bombshells that were created in the pinup era. So it, I mean, yes, that look is there, but the overall messaging is going to be more modern and updated. Um, it's going to be multifaceted, multimedia. So it's it's not going to be in that conservative um, limelight, if you will. I mean, these sound like very dynamic productions. Yes, they are. Yeah. I- I don't know how to phrase this exactly. I, I, is it ever? Does it ever feel like a letdown? That you guys have had this, this, all this fanfare and 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 something almost akin to street politics going on on uh, activism, and then you tell people now go vote. This isn't a this isn't a rah rah. This isn't a rally. Uh, our show is really about political empathy and about what actually engages uh, people. Specifically, we want people to get off social media. You know, I we in preparation for the show, we did a lot of research about how people emotionally connect. Ninety three percent of communication is nonverbal; it's physical. And so, when we engage people solely online, we're getting seven percent of that person's input, and we're also not willing generally able to listen to them we are reactive only and so this show is also about the fact that young people going to college are going to be learning a skill set about how to dial in and having heart-to-heart conversations going to emotional places with their academic work and really trying to connect with people who are different than them ideally they'd be in a college setting that 
provides them with a lot of diversity so that they can actually get that experience. We think that uh, the exposure theory, being exposed to people who are different than you, actually changes your life in significant ways. And so that's actually the focus of the show. It's not let's change everything. It's like, how do we rediscover the heart of the progressive party of, of Democrats, but also conservatives too? You know, safety is one of the number of issues for conservatives, and that's an emotional issue, uh, whether it be national security or terrorism or even just domestic security, the privacy of your own home. These are emotional issues that matter to conservatives, and we want to connect around that because we care about safety too as queer people absolutely and so we think there's a commonality there that we can explore that's really powerful and now now i want to talk a little bit about the tour um is there a tour bus i mean is there is like priscilla queen of the desert you guys have a oh, giant yeah. shoe on top um, of this you know um provide a, like a, a tour bus is absolutely um the ultimate goal of being able to do a national tour because as you know and as i've talked about it's going to be multimedia it's going to have a lot of equipment you know that we're going to have to carry i mean lord knows there needs to be a whole bedroom and slide out for the hair itself mm-hmm. so yeah, true. um uh you know in a, in a closet for the shoes so um <clears throat> There is a tour bus is definitely part of the program, Um, you know, getting as we get funded. That is that is something we would love to procure. If you are possibly Denny's or IHOP and want to get involved, we will slap your logo on the side of the bus. Um, So it would be it would definitely if we can put a big shoe on there, it would be absolutely. I know know you're going to ask. I know you're going to (laughs) ask. Those are very specific um, places. We want Denny's to be our number one sponsor because we want Bodies by Moon, Moons Over Miami. And we also, we want to be a part of how funny Denny's is. Denny's has some of the funniest social media out there. Their Twitter is hilarious. And we think drag queens are a perfect brand because they get off, drag queens get off work at 2 a.m. And students want to stay up till 4 a.m. And the only place you can go to in the Midwest is Denny's for the most part. You know, Waffle House maybe. You know, we are a USO show. So if we want to go back in time, Waffle House would work. But we'd like to blend that modern and nostalgic and we want Denny's to be our number one sponsor absolutely I have an entirely different viewpoint of Denny's right now <laughs> uh, but you know yes we want the tour bus because I want their four faces on the side we're gonna have a registration sheet by this door if you'd like to register to you know enact a hate crime against us you know we'd like it to be structured if people would like to commit violence so we'll just tell them come up between 11 you know midnight uh, you know just on the side of the bus we'll give you that opportunity um, but no we really think it's powerful if people see a drag queen bus traveling the country spreading a political message and uh, uh, honestly i think there's power in having a corporate sponsor too that drag queens are viable as marketing uh that's a big part of our mission as well and and uh you've you've already chosen the stops for the tour or is that still up for negotiation so the kickstarter is tiered so we're going to start off with just oregon and washington shows for twenty thousand, and then obviously we have stretch goals we want to meet with the ultimate goal of two hundred fifty thousand, so we can go to 20 states 33 cities and these are all battleground states so these are all races that are really important to shifting uh you know where we end up in congress but also have really critical state-run races so minneapolis has peggy flanagan running for lieutenant governor uh she'd be the first ojibwe woman in that office uh, and that's a race I'm following really closely Um, but yeah we're going to states that we think matter in electoral electoral politics where young people we think can actually have an impact uh, because they have such high concentrations of unregistered voters so these are deliberate states that we hopefully will be able to graduate into as we raise more money and I mean Oregon has a very big uh, race coming up for the second district yeah it does um, I, I, it's it's funny because I mean uh, inside of the Portland bubble, I don't know that people think about it that much. Greg Walden uh, um, has been congressional rep. I mean since the Clinton era, mm-hmm. and and the one of the largest. I mean pretty much from from the Dalles through Bend uh, down into Ashland. 
uh, and that is potentially up for grabs. Would you guys be doing shows in Eastern Oregon? So we have talked to, so our Oregon is a big consortium of nonprofits, and we're going to be working out what we can do in our limited time. So because we launched this in February, and now we're fundraising, and then we have to plan the show and, you know, get the equipment and do the rehearsals. Uh, we're relying on preview events for Oregon and then a welcome home show before November where we do the full production. So we're really hoping that Oregon takes care of us and understands that we need time to get the show off the ground after we fundraise and that we can help strategically at, at certain events, but we'll be on the road from July until September across the country and then come back and we're definitely willing to help out from September to November 8th election. Liberty Bell Save America. Um, can I call it smart and sassy? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And you can call anything you like, just as long as you talk to us. <laughs> Kyle Ashby is executive director. Uh, Madame Dumour is one of the performers. Thank you guys both. And the Kickstarter is uh, will be live here soon. Good luck. And I look forward to seeing uh, what you guys are doing out on the road with your Denny's sponsored bus. Hopefully. Please, Hopefully. Denny. Call us, Denny's. Thank you so much, Denny's. We'll eat every night. Uh, we're on tour. Absolutely. We won't need hit pads by the end of the tour. Thank you. I'm tired of carving. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Beneficial State Bank for underwriting this show. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer and editor is me, Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>